0: This episode, sponsored by Asylum Comics, located at 212 3rd Street in Marriott, Ohio. Asylum Comics has been your trusted source for comics and comic-related merchandise in the mid-Ohio Valley since 2005. Open Monday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. New comics released every Wednesday. Pull service available upon request.
1: Five, four, three, two, one. Yo, what up? This is the master illustrious Michael K. Eason in his house.
0: I am Jordan Lowe. Can we start over? Nope. I'm Cliff Barnes. (laughs) I'm Seth. Hey, I had a great idea. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Months ago. Two months ago. I was watching a movie with my son, introducing him to one of my favorite movies. What was it? I'm not going (laughs) to tell you. (laughs) <laughs> i'm not gonna tell you
3: oh i have to listen to this whole podcast learn what one of your favorite movies yes, is. yes
2: because the, this scene is my number one i had this great idea it was that a, would
3: keep me tuned in as a listener
2: <laughs> it was a musical <laughs> performance <great> <laughs> a musical performance in a movie and i thought you know what we should do a show with our favorite musical performances from film and as soon as I sent that out, Jordan and I immediately had lists of like fifty things, and and just for full disclosure, we just altogether made Michael's list
1: <laughs> five minutes
2: ago because Michael
1: I, cannot follow because the
2: same confusion we had on Facebook today when I, when I saw Michael making his list earlier, I was like, no, Michael, it's not songs from movies soundtracks. It is actual performances in the movie. Not real strict here. We're talking if you see like someone playing on a stage or playing an instrument, singing a song in a movie, actually doing it. Dancing.
3: Yeah, so these are not cool scores or great great soundtracks. These are things that are affecting the plot in some yeah, something way. something
2: beyond that. You put it well earlier today.
3: Um, but I can totally imagine Nick as the credits roll turns and looks at you and says, Dad, what are your nine other favorite musical <laughs> moments? That's exactly what
2: happened. And I said, well, son, <laughs> Stick around. Two months, you can listen to our podcast.
0: Anyway. We haven't done a top ten for a while now.
3: I like these shows. Yeah, these are fun.
0: And it's getting late. Yeah, they're fun for you guys because you don't have to
3: edit them.
2: (laughs) Well, just think all the music that Cliff's going to have to edit in here. When you hear it all, just know that Cliff did it. He's got bloody fingertips from putting it all together.
1: He's got nubs.
2: So... We had a lot of participation on Facebook. We're gonna read every what everyone suggested to us as their favorites at the end, so maybe some of that's on our list
3: and again, like a lot of our lists, we're not saying these are the best or the most iconic. These are our personal favorites, right. things that affected us or our favorite movies uh,
2: yeah, honestly, these are probably gonna be a little more obscure because it's something you know certain things are special to each of us individually.
0: Or, in Michael's case, really obscure.
2: Okay, so we need to figure out... We like to randomly pick who goes first, so we... Because someone might get to be the one with the last movie or whatever. Rock, paper,
3: scissors. Four way.
2: Okay, you guys all do it, and I'll play the winner. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Ready? Rock,
3: Uh, paper, scissors, shoot. (laughs) Oh, I threw the bang! (laughs) You win! You win! Okay, so... Jordan
2: Rock, paper, and Michael bang. and I all threw scissors and Cliff threw serpent fang. So he wins. Dang it.
4: I should've oh, known.
3: Oh, I should have thrown paper of the blue and gold newspaper.
2: Oh, that would have been I don't know who wins that. Blue and gold's very powerful. Okay, we need to stop talking about Rupert.
3: No, never.
2: Okay, so Cliff's going first. I don't know how that is gonna end. We'll wait and see. Oh, it's gonna end up great. So Cliff, what is your number ten?
0: performance in a movie okay so my number 10 now before you made me throw out my number four yes
2: cliff Cliff had (laughs) cliff had the opening crawl of star wars uh, because we got it in there
3: as an example of how to do this wrong right
2: i was like you can't do that yes we all love the star wars soundtrack but that's not a musical performance in a movie
0: so go on all right um number 10 is from the movie elf Santa Claus is coming to town.
4: The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Oh, this is
0: the great. end of the movie when uh when the public, the crowd that outside in New York City outside of uh Central Park starts singing with no music Santa Claus is coming to town to uh show that they believe in the Christmas spirit. And I've told this story uh before, I'm sure the reason why it's such a personal favorite of mine is when the movie came out back in i think 04 2004 my son was 3 or 4 years old at the time and uh at, during this moment he it was one of the first movies he had ever attended in a theater and he stood up on his chair and he started singing with the with the crowd in the movie so it was a uh, definitely a special moment for as parents um, and for us, uh, we still talk about. And a great, great movie,
3: great way to start this off. A nice, heartwarming musical. Mo- that, there's a lot of good songs in that that movie. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well,
2: I've got one that'll be on our extras. Michael, what is your number ten?
1: I knew you were going to do that.
2: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> Go clockwise.
2: <laughs> I went clockwise, <laughs> that's all.
1: But, you know, oh, clockwise. you rich into this
2: whole thing. That's how we always do it.
1: So I've had this wholesome moment, and I have, for my number 10, Boogie Nights, You Got the Touch. When okay, Dirk, you ready? It's Born Ready, Nick. Let's go, man. Dirk, Diggler, Diggler. Mark Wahlberg oh, no. is singing kind of the freaking Transformers You Got the Touch <laughs> song. It's such a great scene because it, you don't expect this in this movie about porn stars. It's like the end of the uh, porn star movement of uh, these feature league films going from that to VHS, The Cheap, you know. And there's this scene where Dirk Diggler is at the height of his career and and he's all cooked out of his mind and he's going to record an album and what song is he going to sing but You Got the Touch.
3: <laughs> and it's a, it's a very silly scene but it also... It shows like the decadence, and like he thinks he's going to be a rock star. Yeah. Like it's the, the the how far he's gone into this stardom world. So it's 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 a great scene that moves the plot forward too. Yeah. Besides being hilarious,
2: yeah, and the a- whole
3: exchange with yeah. John C. Riley and yeah, it's not a my problem. It's a it's a YP. It's not an MP. It's a YP. <laughs> MP YP. I don't know if it's the industry, industry jargon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> great pick. So yeah, of course. This is a song by Stan Bush that came out in Transformers, the movie, which happens to be one of your favorite all-time movies.
3: Correct. But not on this list because it's just soundtracks.
0: Right. But have you ever seen the clip on the internet of Mark Wahlberg and with Stan Bush together singing You've Got the Touch? No, I have not. Look it up sometime. Not now. Okay. (laughs) Jordan,
2: you're number ten.
3: My number ten is the first thing I thought of when you brought up this
2: great idea. challenge, yeah. right?
3: Great <laughs> challenge. But I it, it probably should be my number one, but I didn't want to be anticlimactic with a movie no one maybe even knows.
2: Is it on your poster?
3: No, it's not. <laughs> uh, my number ten dancer in the dark, the Lars von Trier movie from two thousand. Uh, the song is next to last song. The whole thing's a musical. It stars Bjork. I don't want to be controversial, but whatever you think about Bjork, you're wrong. Cause she is terrific. What if I thought she was terrific? You're wrong cause you don't think she's terrific enough. Because she's, I
2: love her dress, her swan dress. That's, see, that's what this that's whole so movie,
3: well that's what the whole movie's known for. She was nominated for an Oscar and she showed up in the swan dress. That's all anyone. uh, That's the pop culture imprint this movie has. Um, Yeah, uh, I've seen it all. From that movie was nominated for an Oscar that year, but that's not my favorite. I like the very the very last song at the end. It's called Next to Last Song. Um, There are movies that will give you a good cry. This movie will destroy you. I have only seen it twice. I don't know that I want to watch it again. It is. I'm a wreck by the end of this. And you know, it, again, movies kind of they'll make you misty, and you'll think about, it, but this is yeah, this is like an ugly cry through the whole thing kind of movie. And Bjork is terrific in it, and it's very handheld. It's very gritty and grainy, but then there are musical moments, and they're very colorful. It's a Busby Berkeley type you know dance choreography, numbers. <laughs> and it's a single mother trying to provide for her kid and just the whole world's against her and she just she gives a killer performance it has been tainted a little bit because of these recent me too accusations against Lars von Trier kind of being terrible on the movie set made Björk's life miserable that she gave a such a great heartbroken performance but knowing now maybe that it wasn't so much of a performance and she quit acting and never wants to act again so a little bit tainted, but still one of just a, a, a terrific movie, but a hard one to get through.
2: Gosh, uh, guys, Jordan is bringing it. <laughs> That's his number 10. Well, I he said
3: was... that should be my number one. Okay. But I said if I got to the end, people were like, whoa, I've never he even is heard not of that. Not easing one, so, yeah. into it. <laughs> Has anyone ever seen it?
2: Uh, I've, I saw just a little bit of it, but, not enough to. I mean, I okay. need to watch it. Okay.
3: I've seen the dress.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I know the dress. I felt like that's all I needed, right? Yeah, I really want to watch it now. Um, my number ten is equally important. This is from 1980, Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a little ditty in there, you yeah, know just a just a little four lines, I think, of song Chevy Chase. Sitting there at the Ooh. organ with it, with uh, Lacey Underall. And she's snorting Coke. Yeah. And he's doing, you know, a shot of tequila. He snorts the salt, sucks oh. the lemon, and throws the tequila over his shoulder. And then starts playing a little, little ditty called I Was Born to Love You.
3: I was born to love you. I was born to lick your face. I was born
2: to rub you and it's just it's just a classic it makes me laugh every time and it just gets the scene moving uh,
0: i do love me some chevy chase yeah i mean it, it's I, it I
2: i i think I've, I've heard a lot of people lately talk kind of trashing caddyshack like it wasn't like it and i i watched it just a couple of years ago and i think it's really holds up they they all just were in their prime You know, good Ted Knight, Bill Murray, Chevy Chase. What more do you want? So that's just a really great moment. Okay, so now we go to Michael with your number
3: nine. Oh,
1: my number nine is...
3: You think his memory would be better than he (laughs) just wrote the list?
1: It is Russell Brand and Alec Baldwin in the musical Rock of Ages... I can't fight this feeling anymore, and I thought like I. Fought, I <laughs> it's because this scene is so oddballish. It's basically them, them confessing their love for each other, and it is just to me it. It's just a hilarious scene. Like I laugh every time I see this. Like I've never seen the movie. These two actors <laughs> like acting so tenderly to each other. <laughs> it's just a great scene.
4: I can't fight this feeling any longer and yet I'm still afraid to let it flow What started out as friendship has grown stronger I only wish I
2: had the strength to let it shine. Okay, Jordan, you're number nine. Michael, you remind me of the
3: Babe. No, I can't. I can't say that's line. but... You realize what, babe? The babe with the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Who do you do? Do what? Remind me of the babe. <laughs> Talking about David Bowie in the Labyrinth. <laughs> He's on Magic Dance. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> um, I wanted to get something Jim Henson in here. I, I figured there'd be Muppets on somebody's list, so... I tried to go a little yeah. deeper, so... I'm sure we'll talk him up It's more But uh, yeah This is David Bowie One of those iconic roles Jareth the Goblin King He's kidnapped the little baby In the the, uh, red and white striped pajamas And he's doing this whole number In a room with just Hundreds of goblin puppets all doing crazy choreography, he's throwing the kid up in the air and goblins are catching it, and like it's just it's Jim Henson magic right yeah. there. And I I Labyrinth's not my favorite movie. I, I think I like Dark Crystal even better, but uh, talking music in a in a Henson movie, yeah, David Bowie is right where my mind went to. So gotta put that number
4: nine. In nine
2: hours and
4: twenty-three minutes, you'll be mine.
2: My number nine is another little ditty from nineteen seventy-nine, The Jerk with Steve Martin. He's in the bathtub. Bernadette Peters is in the other room and he's singing her a song called, I'm picking out a thermos for you, it's fantastic, and yeah, she ends up, she leaves, he's singing it, and no, the dog, do the only the one listening to it, but just a great song, I'm, uh, I'm singing it around the house my whole life, <laughs> love that
0: Cliff, number nine. uh, Tales old as time from a little movie called Disney's Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) Little such authority, (laughs) the authority
3: of a Disney legend.
0: This is um, from the scene where, of course, this is Mrs. Potts. Angela Lansbury sings this song in the movie, and this is the epic ballroom dancing scene. Starts off, you know, get them getting ready for dinner and they're gonna kinda have like a, a dinner date night and the beast is getting scrubbed in the tub by all the, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah do not, don't feel so
2: bad I haven't seen that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just a great rendition from all people Angela Lansbury and it's just so classic. One of those great Disney songs. I could have filled my list with Nothing but Disney songs, but I took it, made it a challenge not to do that. Um, but this one I just, I couldn't leave it off.
4: Beauty and the beast. Mm. Ever just the same. Ever a surprise. (laughs) Ever as before. Ever just as sure as the sun will rise, tale as old as time, tune as old as song.
2: Michael, uh, actually, sorry. Now it is Jordan. You're number eight.
3: Number eight. Um, this is one of the last ones I add to my list. Kind of just made it on, but. I kept making lists and taking things and taking things off and putting things on. And for some reason just the image kept coming back to me of Antonio Banderas carrying a guitar case through a desert. We're talking Desperado from 1995. Music is such the core of that movie. He is the mariachi. And just that opening scene that opens the movie in the in the little bar there, Can- Cancion del Mariachi is the song they're doing he's just commanding the room all eyes are on him until a knife fight breaks out (laughs) and in the middle of his guitar solo he kicks the guy's butt and stops the knife fight so like you're immediately set up for what this movie is and how over the top and crazy it's gonna be right so yeah song the original on the soundtrack the song's done by los lobos but performed by banderas in the movie and I haven't seen that movie in a long time And I think I want to go rewatch yeah, it Yeah, I haven't seen
2: night. that yeah, forever Yeah, no. I want to say that was like 93 or 95
3: something.
2: 95 Robert Rodriguez Yeah, yeah. it's a good
4: one. Uh,
2: My number 8 is from a movie called Blue Come Valentine Come It's a real Come like this it's a s- right here, not a of feel the heart. good movie, In front of the heart. but it's got uh, okay. Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams, and really it's kind it. of a I
1: have sing troubled sing. relationship, I saying, and it has sing.
2: them starting out, okay. you know, okay. just an idyllic relationship, and they've got a lot of problems, and it kind of falls apart throughout the movie. But there's one point when things are still good that they're walking down the street, and he's got a ukulele, and he's I, I honestly It's been so long Since I saw it I just always remember This scene But he has Her Stand up in the Front of a store With the light Like she's on a little stage And he has her dance While he sings this song Kind of in a funny voice And It's just a nice song It's called uh, You Always Hurt The One You Love And it's Just the theme Of the movie Because they really Hurt each other Through the whole movie And And it's you know that kind of flashes back to that that later in the movie and it's just it's it's a nice little ditty and it really is a sad point to the whole movie but I I really like it it's because
4: I love you
2: Um, Cliff, your number
0: eight. My number eight. That used to be my number nine. (laughs) I can't read my own list. Had to reach over point. (laughs) You skipped one. Oh well, this one. Um, this one pushes our our rules, if you want to call them that, a little bit. Rules. But it's uh, shoot the thrill from the Avengers. that at the scene where loki is um he tells in germany outside of the museum tells the the crowd to kneel down and they all kneel kneel down except for the one old man who stands up you know and he he has that great line i've seen men like you before and uh captain america comes in he starts fighting loki not to men like you (laughs) there are no men like me there are always men like you
4: look to your elder people
2: Let him be an example. You know, the last time I was in Germany and saw a man standing above everybody else, we ended up disagreeing. A (laughs) soldier.
3: A man out of time. Not the one who's out of time.
0: And then the big gun comes in as... Uh black widow is hovering over the ship but she can't get a shot and tony takes over the sound system and starts broadcasting shoot the thrill um and really anytime iron man comes into an acdc song (laughs) you can't go wrong but yeah
2: you missed me okay you went wrong doesn't fit on the list
3: but he's yeah, he's playing. But he is actively doing. It. I, I will agree,
2: agree that. And it, you
3: know Tony's singing along in the helmet. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I will agree that it is plot. Right. Okay, so that's good enough. Um, then we got uh Michael.
1: My number eight is my love for you is like a truck.
0: <laughs> no clip needed there <laughs> that'll do
1: I won't read the next line because it's got a dirty word in it <clears throat> but my love for you is like a rock berserker <laughs> anyway uh, everybody knows what that's Ola. from of course from metal girl's Ola.
4: not sexy <laughs> uh, uh,
3: berserker.
1: berserker from clerks my love for you is ticking clock berserker great pick uh there's so many great little musical interludes, but this is one of those where it's just a great scene. Um, this movie has such a indie. Uh, it's right. It's just. It's my youth, baby. That's
2: it's. It's like, like It feels like the original indie movie. You yeah. Know? yeah, it
3: does for us. Yeah. It's
1: like it came out in '96, I
2: think. Earlier four, yeah, I think four. four. Yeah, I and then
3: of course in his connected universe in later movies there are people who wear shirts that say berserker and have that that guy's face on them so like it has, it becomes a thing yeah. in the Kevin Smith world
2: great stuff okay now we're down to our number sevens um, I'm up I went with a song from a movie called Inside Lewin Davis it's my favorite Coen Brothers movie I love a rainy day watch of Inside Llewyn Davis. Oscar Isaac playing a folk singer in years past. And he's a good singer and guitar player. And he's done it in several movies. But he just there's music all through this movie. And it's a great soundtrack. But he plays... I actually had a struggle which song I was going to pick. But I went with Fare Thee Well. Um, just a nice song, you know, folk song that he plays, and it's it's really good. I, lo- that, I love that, that song
3: played on indie radio for a year after that movie. Like, really, it, it, it got heavy rotation as a quote unquote real song. Yeah, this is from
4: 2013.
2: It, it's on Prime now. If anybody. Hasn't seen it. It's a it's a really nice move. It's just a struggling folk singer who just doesn't isn't catching the breaks. Maybe some of his friends are, and I don't know. It's just I love it. Um,
0: Cliff, you're number seven from the Battle of Endor on Return of the Jedi. Yub Nub
1: ended out
3: of
0: existence. Yeah, of course. I, this is the ending I, we all knew it growing up, the original song at the end of the trilogy that I always loved because I love Ewoks. And I just always loved the celebration. Everybody's together. We get a big happy ending more or less and, and Ewoks are playing the drums, you know, using the stormtrooper helmets and all that. It's just.
2: If this was not have been on your list, I would have been surprised. This was <laughs> the, one of the first things I thought of for you. Like, this is very Cliff.
0: Yup-nub. <laughs>
2: Yup-nub. <laughs> damn skippy is what he's saying there <laughs> in Ewok. <laughs> All right. Michael, Michael. your number seven.
1: My number seven is Emp- Empire Records. The um, song with Sugar High. Uh, this movie has Liv Tyler and Renee Zellweger. And I'm pretty sure this is probably one of their first movies. Um, mm-hmm. It's basically about a record store that's closing and all the young people that work there. And they're trying to uh, save the record store. And then this is how the movie ends with She's always wanted to sing, and at the very end of it, she finally gets the chance, and she's up there singing along. And it's it's just a it's one of those movies that I could probably watch on repeat.
0: It's just kind of funny, you know, being 2018 now, sitting here thinking about a movie based around a record store <laughs> that no such a thing does not exist anymore.
1: And like, like that in that movie, I mean, there's there's lots of good scenes, but. There's one with Saksa but the one that I keep thinking of is there's this kid that keeps getting busted trying to steal stuff during the movie. And by the end of it, they make him an employee. It's just, that's yeah. a great movie.
3: Yeah, it's definitely one of those cult classics from our generation. Sure. One of those ones with a ton of actors who got more famous later, but they were mm-hmm. kind of nobodies when this movie came out. So good, very good pick. You're number seven, Jordan. My number seven, I was a little worried that it was such it didn't a... didn't qualify? Well, it was, it was such a minor part of the movie, but you guys... Oh, are that's so, okay. We love the minor. You guys have thrown out yeah. some very small, quick things. So this is just a very short scene in The Wrestler, the Darren Aronofsky movie from 2008. Uh, stars Mickey Rourke as the washed-up... You know, would have been like a big WWE yeah. star back in the day. Great WF movie. Star. Love Terrific it. movie. And he he's been visiting uh Marissa Tomei uh, who's a stripper and is you know getting up there in age and you know they both have this shared past their prime sort of feel because you know a wrestler's body is breaking down a stripper can't strip forever so he 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 takes her out to a bar and she you know cuz she gets hit hit on by guys all the time but th- th- there's some connection that they have and they're out at a bar and uh, they're just talking about life And Rat comes on Whoa, Round and round on, <laughs> And she's like Oh I've danced to this song so many times He's like well I'll dance for you darling And he starts doing a dance for her And trying to you know, smooth it out And then the song is like Oh they don't make them like they used to And we're talking about them We're talking about their heyday that's gone That Cobain bleep had to come around and ruin it all I hated the effing 90s The 90s effing suck. And then Tomei agreed, yes, the 90s effing sucked. <laughs> so that in that moment, they bond together over this, like, days gone by kind of moment. Right. So I, I love you that scene. It's awesome.
2: If you have not seen The Wrestler, you never watch it. Out. Have you seen it, Michael? Because you would love it. I,
1: you know, it's I know it's a movie that I would love, and I, I just, i not it. He's
2: Rorke. so good. That's the best thing Mickey Rourke ever did. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, we
0: got number six, Cliff. Number six is uh, from the Disney's Robin Hood, one of my favorite Disney movies. Every has its It's
4: a uh,
0: it's a song called Not Nottingham. This is the cartoon, correct? yeah, the Sometimes cartoon with the box. Yes, yes. Yeah. I love it.
3: Oh my goodness! We, we did Robin Hood as a play in like fourth grade, and we sang that song. Mm-hmm. It's I'm, a remembering, song. I'm remembering the yeah. lyrics. Give we it practiced it so much. <laughs> Not in Nottingham.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what happens in the scene is all the you know the woodland creatures of, of Nottingham uh, can't pay their taxes anymore, so they've all been locked up. We're talking uh, you know older senior citizen rabbits and little kids, and they're all chained up. And then there's the rooster in the corner, and he's singing it all about, you know, their you plight the and uh, of, of being taxed to death from from little John or uh, Prince John and uh, the sheriff of Nottingham.
3: Yep. Yeah, all the kids on Nottingham. stage were dressed Nottingham. in like straight prisoners' outfits and they had balls and chains on <laughs> and we were singing like a prison dirt. <laughs> naughty, naughty.
0: <laughs> that may be a better version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Not in Lower Salem (laughs) Uh, um, Michael You're number six
1: Well I could not Not have something to do with Tron on this list And Tron Legacy It is the um, It's Daft Punk of course They did the soundtrack Love it, have it, listen to it frequently but the scene is where they're at a, at this bar meaning Caster, and Caster's going to help them out. And, in the computer world? Yeah, in the computer world. Cora, On the grid. Like, bef- in the grid. Be- before everything went to bad, there was this one guy that you you could trust, and that's who they go to see, and of course he's flipped. But Daft Punk is over there spinning their what jams. To do? And he tells them to turn <laughs> it up and they start playing Is two. that Freedom Rock? Yeah <laughs> And that's when they well, turn it up, up man. and all the bad bad guys like it's a nice little fight scene as You gets played and people get d rest
3: Sweet Do we need to explain what d means?
1: No You guys can figure it out
3: <laughs> Nice Cool <laughs> Jordan <clears throat> Number six Some things things in life are bad They can really make you mad Other Other things just make you swear and and curse When When you're you're chewing on life's gristle gristle, Don't grumble grumble, Give a a whistle whistle. And this will help things turn out out for the best Everybody (laughs) Always look Look on the bright side of life. life Monty Python's Life always of Brian Always Look on the Bright Side, side of, life. of Life the song that ended the movie, the very controversial the movie
2: uh,
3: taking on gotten. religion and, and dogma, dogma and all and that faith uh, and uh, that sort of thing, the dumps, and the movie ends with out. everyone being crucified just on a hill and, and saying, hey, could be worse <laughs> <ain't> <laughs> and you just have to give a whistle so, uh, this, this really caught that British, you know, that stiff upper lip chap, stiff bleh, stiff upper lip chap, that sort of, like, you know, British way of thinking about things. Uh, the Pythons got together, uh, they sung it at Graham Chapman's funeral, and it was apparently a, the, a, shi- a ship, a British ship got uh, hit and was sinking during the Falklands War, and the crew all started singing the song, waiting to be rescued. So I'm like, this song is, uh, you know, written by Eric Idle. And just has taken on a life of its own outside of this movie, but oh, yeah. just a, a, a classic—I uh, don't know what you'd call it—a a, a finger in the eye to death and and negativity and all that right. stuff.
2: It's hmm. A far cry from a prison dirge, right? <laughs> um, my number six. Uh, if you listen to uh, my. Top movies of 2017, this is one of my faves. It was from A Ghost Story, which I just gave Jordan to watch. Have you
3: watched it yet? It's not on my I just
2: gave it to him tonight. Um, You don't have to try to find a clip for this because there isn't one, I'm sure. Um, (laughs) Without spoiling too much, partway through the movie, there is a little girl that just hums the shortest part of a song. That I didn't even notice the first time I watched it. The second time and I would bet ninety nine percent of the people that see the movie don't recognize what's going on. But she hums just a, a little bit of a song and it blew me away.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um it was very really brought the movie in for me. So just a it was such a great moment that I had to include it on this list. Okay, now we got Michael, you're number five. We're halfway through.
1: My number five, um, another flavor to mine is the Blues Brothers. Um, good evening, ladies.
4: We're sure glad
2: to be here in Kokomo tonight. We're the good old Blues Brothers. Boys, man, from Chicago. I sure hope you like our show. I'm Elwood. My brother, Jake.
4: Well, my temperature's rising and my feet on the floor.
1: I've listened to their album CDs over and over again, uh, but the one that I I think I love the most is Rawhide. It's <laughs> uh, you're gonna have to help me out here on this, Jordan. Do you remember the scene of when that's playing? Oh yeah, they're in
3: the country western bar with yeah. the chicken wire covering mm-hmm. everything and. They're they're trying to do their rhythm and blues song, and people are chucking beers at them. Like so, they do the one country song they know.
4: Yeah, hit oh. <laughs> him up, move him
2: fast. <laughs> hey, I've got it. Remember the thing from Rawhide Gil Favor Rowdy Yates. What key?
4: A good country key. Rawhide and A.
2: I like that one. I like that bit. Jordan, your number five.
3: Uh, my number five, I don't know if anyone's got any Quentin Tarantino on their list, but well, I tried not to pick the most famous one, so I went with Jackie Brown from 1997. Jackie! This one kind of. It's always in the shadow of Pulp Fiction But if you haven't seen it for a while Or maybe you only saw it back then Watch it again Because it is as good as Pulp Fiction Basically um, it's, it's right up I there I really it's, like it's it Terrific. that's crazy It's, it's, it's <laughs> close, it's close. Uh, My song is Across 110th Street which was a Bobby Womack song. There was a movie called that in the '70s, and he did the title song for it. So you know, the original. Th- this movie's full of Motown songs and '70s songs because oh, yeah. the whole thing is kind of a a, a riff or a, a meta kind of commentary on, especially starring Pam Greer right, from yeah. those days. And this is her basically, you know, 20 years later. What if you know Foxy, Foxy Brown, Brown yeah. one of those kind of characters, but was now in her 40s and was kind of at the end of her her road here. So, yeah, they, they use m- cool music throughout. There's a great soundtrack. That's not what we're talking about. No. Um, she introduces Robert Forster to the Delphonics. So there's all these scenes. He goes to the record store and finds a cassette. And, like, they do that thing where he'll be in the car and the song will be playing and then they'll get out and do a scene and when you get back in the song picks up right there that always I love that in movies Oh, they do that in
2: 2017 that was all the John Denver songs
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I love it. anyway the, but the, the, the song I'm talking about 110th Street that's how the movie opens the first three minutes are her she's a stewardess smuggling drugs for a gun runner and it's her walking through the airport getting off the plane and they play almost the whole song and it's just tracking her through the airport so, it's a cool, funky song, but it doesn't really mean anything. But then at the end, it closes the movie. And she's in her car. She has won the day. She's kind of double crossed people. She's outsmarted everyone. She's basically last man standing. And she, not to spoil everything, but yeah, she's.
0: It's an she's, old movie.
2: Right. She's. Well, yeah, <laughs> Larry she's,
0: said it's okay.
3: Yeah, Larry. She made her choice. She left Robert Forrester because he couldn't he couldn't live that lifestyle so her face (laughs) This the camera is just on her face in her car as she drives away victorious but also a very bittersweet moment and the the same song plays across 110th street doing whatever I had to survive trying to catch a woman that's weak and she starts singing along with it mouthing the words and you just see her face Processing all this and for her whole life and thinking back to the 70s and, just, and you watch basically Pam whole career go across the face of it. and it's so powerful and so good but also such a cool funky song that it, it works on several different levels there. oh it's fantastic yes
2: it, it is a great movie Robert De Niro Bridget Fonda, Samuel L. Jackson so so good it was a a lot of people felt like it was a letdown after
3: some of his stuff but I well, that's it's what I'm trying to a- say. Yeah, Pulp Fiction made such a huge splash that anything was going to be yeah, a letdown. So if right. you feel like that, give it a second chance yeah. and just watch it with fresh eyes. It uh, I don't great. think it, I don't think it's a, it's a disappointment.
2: Okay, my number five is from 1988,
3: coming to America.
2: Randy Watson. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> sexual child. Sexual <laughs> child. Oh, I love
3: it. I want you to put your hands together. And welcome him to the stage. Big round of applause for Jackson Heights own Mr. Randy Watson. Yes, Randy Watson. <laughs> that boy's good. And this one on
2: anyone else's good. list. Damn. No, weird. I didn't hear anybody mention that. It's it's it's
1: it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's like, and I get black for chocolate fuzzer <laughs> <for chocolate fuzzard. laughs>
2: yeah. This is an iconic movie moment. You know? Oh, Eddie Murphy I'm playing Randy I'm Watson.
4: I believe.
1: Be be <laughs> <laughs> just let
2: you play the club but that's, that's 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 it's so good. I love that moment.
3: Sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate they play so fine don't you agree
1: I believe the children are our future
3: thank you teach them well and let them lead the way
2: show them all the beauty they, they um die. Cliff what's your number five how
0: do I follow up sexual chocolate you don't <laughs> I really don't you can't but go yeah. ahead uh number four, five. Oh,
2: five.
0: sorry I know. My list screwed up because of you. <laughs> I had a list, you made me change it, now I'm all off. Uh number five is In the Galaxy, far, far away. <laughs> no, we cut that out. <laughs> Over the Rainbow, Wizard of Oz. You know, Andy I worked Garland. with a girl that has never seen
2: what? The Wizard of Oz It is I just couldn't think of a more So classic. I like make I make references
0: to it all the time <laughs> All the time <laughs> Just when she's around Yeah Yeah so I mean Who hasn't seen the Well This girl I work with
2: Specifically
3: <laughs> Specifically <one> person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Other than what an, it, what an iconic movie It moment, is I song. actually I went back
0: and watched uh, Watched the clip from the movie today, and I was like, "Yep, it's pretty great." this So Judy Garland, just wonderful voice. Was
3: the, this was this a black and white scene? This is before yeah, she this went is to the all black and white she, scene. Okay. Before, so it's a little bit mournful. She's kind of oh, very much. Yeah,
4: okay. yeah. So fantastic. Yeah. All right,
2: Michael. What? No. uh, Sorry, we got Jordan with your number four. Are you ready?
3: My number four is uh, the movie Magnolia, which had uh, Amy Mann did the entire soundtrack for that. I know what you're gonna. I know what song. It is. Wise up. Um, I remember this came out in 1999. I was in college, and I, w- I took a Shakespeare class, and it was the only class that was a prerequisite for English majors like me and also theater majors so it was a weird, by that point all my classes were English classes with a bunch of uh, English nerds and all of a sudden I'm in a class with a bunch of theater people (laughs) who had loud opinions on everything and this movie had just came out and everyone in that class hated it Wow! they're like, oh Magnolia is the devil, it was the worst Oh, I couldn't even sit through it and I'm sitting there like, that was the best movie I've seen this year so I I I just I remember this being such a divisive movie at that point. Um, it's just kind of a family drama, tons of actors and a lot of characters moving pieces. Very long movie, and some very odd things happen. It, it it's talking about the connections in our lives and the coincidences that happen. So this is the song. It's kind of the. Peak of emotional peak of the movie, mm. as bad things have happened and people have reconnected and fallen fallen apart, and the the father the, is dying, and this Amy Mann song starts playing. It's not going to stop till you wise up. So just give up, and the characters all start singing along with it. So it's not a realistic moment at any point, and this movie is not a musical, but just it just stops in the middle, and every character gets a, a verse to kind of sing. Uh, Melora Walters is sitting at the table doing cocaine and she starts it and then it cuts to John C. Riley, Philip Baker Hall, William H. Macy, Philip Seymour Hoffman Jason Robards, Julianne Moore Tom Cruise and the little kid in the movie is Jeremy Blackman and the rain's pouring and each of these characters are, have just been put through the emotional ringer and you see them stop for a moment and just kind of bare their soul singing this really sad song And then the movie goes on, so it's just kind of this oasis in the middle of this movie that's just really beautifully done. I said it's it's, it's maybe not for everybody, but I, I don't know. It it gets me every time. Oh
2: yeah, it's great. So love it. My number four is from 2013. This is, I just happened to watch this on Netflix a couple of years ago. It's called Touchy Feely. Have you guys ever even heard of it? Um, it's. I think it's still on Netflix. Um, It's got Scoot McNary, Ellen Page, Rosemary DeWitt, Allison Janney. I can't remember the one brother's name in it. He's like a dentist. Um, Anyway, Rosemary DeWitt is a massage therapist, and she suddenly has a problem. She's kind of... Has an aversion to bodily contact, which isn't so great for a massage therapist. It's not the best movie I've ever seen. It wasn't, you know, it didn't make my top 10 that year, but I've watched it like two or three times because I love the end. There's a, a, Ellen Page has a friend um who keeps saying, come see my show. And, and she's like, you know, whatever she says, she'll come. And at the end, her and Scoop and Mary go. And set and see her friend play at this club and he sings a song called Horses and he, he's in a, he's a real musician and it's, it's kind of a cheat to have, it's almost a soundtrack song, but he plays it in the movie on stage and sings it and it's the best rendition better than the album. Uh, and it's uh, a guy named Tomo Nakayama from Bang Grand Hallway and it's just, it's great. It's so he sings so high, and it's just like they are all having trouble in their relationships throughout the movie, and it just is such an emotional moment at that time. It's one of my favorite songs, now. I, I just love that that moment of that movie, and just them all taking everything in and seeing what's happening with the brother and Alice and Janie. And definitely recommend at least watching that scene. Um. That goes to Cliff, you're number 4.
0: I just want to say I should have spent more time on my list because I've added like six things to my uh to my well ongoing list. I just got to say there. I told you 2 months ago. <laughs> <laughs> um number 4. Yep. Let's go fly a kite, Mary Poppins. Which I've. Guys, he,
2: he went on record saying how hard he tried to not do all Disney movies. Yeah,
0: did try hard enough.
3: Well, he also said he could do all 10 just for Mary Poppins. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> We're seeing Cliff's restraint right now. <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: it, I've said it before. If there is maybe such a thing as a perfect movie out there, Mary Poppins might just be it. And it's so fitting an ending in a song to a movie where, you know, let's go fly a kite. After all this, you know, the whole story of the movie with Mary coming to help this family out whose father is preoccupied with his job and doesn't have time for his kids. And the mother is preoccupied, you know, with being a suffragette and doesn't have time for the kids. And Mary has to come take care of the kids and Bert. And, you know, they meet Bert. And at the end you know you've got this ratty torn up kite and that they have to fix and the father gives up the bank and says you know he chooses his family over over the workplace and the mother comes in and she rips off her sash and uses it and ties it to the kite to you know to to be the tail and be part of it they're all going to go you know it's just perfect um just
3: absolutely I live like ending. this
2: two hours away from Cliff and this is, I look out, this is all I see is yep. them flying kites and tying sashes and stuff. It's freaking <laughs> sickening. Tripping over Schwartz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that was last episode. Never mind.
3: <laughs>
0: so, yeah, I just the whole soundtrack is wonderful. Of course, it's a Sherman Brothers song, uh, song um, who very much are just were, are, are a part of the, you know, the soundtrack I listened to growing up through all kinds of movies. I couldn't pick enough Sherman Brothers songs, Disney songs. You know that whole feel, that whole vibe from the from the studios that came out of the out of the '60s when before Walt passed. So just wonderful, good stuff.
2: Michael, your number four.
1: My number four is from the movie Begin Again. Again, it's another great soundtrack. Begin Again. Again, Begin Again.
2: So and, some of them John Carney movies?
1: Uh, yes.
2: Just yes, say yes. Yes.
1: I don't know this movie. It's great. It's got Mark up. <laughs> ah, Yes, up. Yes! You got him to do it. <laughs> and, and who? Kira Knightley. Oh he's
0: looking
2: at it. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: he said just uh, a few before we started the recording. Kira Knightley. He, he said <laughs> he said Kieran Knightley.
1: <laughs> um, right. Adam Levine. Just a a great cast.
2: This this director is known, known for very. He does musical movies, kind of like Damien Chazelle. Yeah. You know, he, he has this the original one. I just watched recently, uh, oh, wow. once it was called Once, and then know. and then it was Begin Again, and then another movie. But Sing this is Street. a newer
1: movie, yeah. And
2: then Sing Street, yeah, was the one from last year, a couple two years ago. Sorry. Um, anyway, she, good.
1: She basically plays a girl that. It's kind of the real talent behind Adam Levine. She follows him. They've written a song together, and of course, he has got bright lights, and he's like wooed by other record executive. And so she kind of teams up with Mark Ruffalo, who is like a has been, and they put this album together and this one song. She's actually seen over the answer machine to Adam Levine, her ex-boyfriend. And it's, I, like a fool. And it's basically like the, some of the lyrics are, we take a chance. Well, we're,
2: we're listening to the song right now.
4: And you have cursed me when there's no one left to blame. And I have loved you just the same.
0: But it's good.
2: It's yeah, a great good. it's a it great is. moment. But she
1: yeah. sings a song over his answer machine. Um, telling
0: telling Larry would like to know who she ends up with. No one.
1: Oh wow. spoiler she, she chooses
4: her she chooses herself.
3: Blame
2: yourself, Larry. We're <laughs> brewing it for
4: you. But it's a it's,
2: it's a great movie. Huh. it's a great
4: movie.
3: Well I wanted to hear him sing and you guys wrote it. Well I was
1: He was
2: just... gonna recite. I was waiting to see what he'd do when he started reciting. <laughs> um
1: now if it was adam levine's song
2: i would have loved it okay we're down to number three we're making good time. yeah we're going right through these starts starts with me i want to point out i catch a lot of crap for liking this movie (laughs) but when cliff likes every singing ballroom scrubbing beast, whatever disney movie but i like la la land and I love the ending to La La Land, mm. and it just brings the whole, all the songs of the movie together in the the epilogue, is what it's called. And I, don't, I won't spoil it if you haven't seen it, and you can bring yourself to watch it. Um, the ending is re- very rewarding. It's kind of an alternate reality, and it's just it's great. That movie's um,
3: got
0: a great beginning and a great
2: ending.
3: Yes. Um, I agree. I love it. Um But you're not you're kinda noncommittal on the middle? Yeah. Yeah I knew it. Yeah, he's trying to <laughs> yeah. throwing shade. It's called yeah. throwing shade. <laughs>
2: um I was gonna read a quote here real quick. Let me find it. Yeah, just that's from Dave Chin, a movie reviewer, just a couple days ago was commenting about it. So the ending of the film is still a massive gut punch. The idea of seeing into an alternate reality is extremely poignant to me. The lives they could have had, all the musical themes and moments from the rest of the film coalesce into this spectacular sequence—a nostalgia climax. Uh, he put it well. It was, um, it's just fantastic. I love it. And now we go to Cliff, your number three.
0: My number three is Marty McFly, Back to the Future, Johnny be Good.
2: It kind of felt like this was going to be on somebody's It had list. to be on somebody's I think it was all I in our hearts. Well, we, we, yeah, Cliff did it for us. We we knew somebody to have it, so we want to save the space for ourselves for other things. But yeah, what uh iconic. This is called this is iconic as yeah. it gets
0: yeah and you know this is one of the first thinking back just on music and movies this is probably one of the first ones I can actually remember like you know thinking how cool it was and you know just what a great moment in in film history right there just wonderful
3: I know it's the first one as a kid gave me a peek behind the scenes I'm like he's not really singing that (laughs) right that's not michael j fox how do they do that
4: (laughs) yeah
2: okay let's see we got michael your number three
1: my number three, it's kind of a cheat, because I feel like they say this several times, but it's from Scott Pilgrim, and they, they always started out as, We are
4: we Sex Bob-Omb! We are Sex Bob-Omb! Ba- we are Sex and we're here to make you think about death and get sad and stuff!
1: Kimberly! We are Sex bob We are here to make money and sell out and stuff. Three, four. Kim Sex and we are here to watch Scott Pilgrim kick your teeth then. One, two, three, but I, I can't i don't remember which song i'm referring referring to but it's just when Scott like kicks in that baseline and he's like really hammering it and this whole new like i the more and more I think about this movie, it's, it's kind of a musical. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And because I remember there was one late night I was Edgar his,
2: Wright you know, is has very, very uh, musical uh, movies. I, yeah.
1: Well, I was oh. I was watching the clips of him fighting the seven yeah, like evil boyfriends or whatever I'm and evil exes or evil exes and all the musical interludes and they're all oh, just such great scenes. Like I can again I can. Watch this movie probably every day, and I love that freaking bass line. Just every time I can hear it in my head right now, just thumping. We can
0: all hear it in your head,
1: too. Yeah, it's loud, man. It's coming through, baby!
0: Isn't that Kieran Culkin?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't correcting you, I was quoting the movie. Oh, no, you were correct. (laughs) No, he always says evil boyfriends, she says evil ex. Yeah, Kieran Culkin was the girlfriend. (laughs)
4: Alright,
2: Jordan,
3: you're number three. My number three, I should have probably went with Hustle and Flow.
1: I was wondering if you were gonna,
3: but I thought Mike, I thought if anything it would be on Michael's list. But this Hustle and Flow has become one of my favorite movies. One of those ones I watch every time I see it on. I have to stop and check it out. But um, the director of that, Craig Brewer, talking about musical directors. This guy, all his movies have a lot to do with movies and music. So I went with Black Snake Moan from 2006. Uh, this is a very dark Southern Gothic kind of story. If you remember uh, Samuel Jackson. Plays a kind of poor guy living out on a farm all by himself. And he runs into Christina Ricci, who is having some severe mental problems, anxiety problems. And he chains her to his radiator. So it's kind of an offbeat story, we'll say. Um, but he is a blues musician and hasn't picked up his guitar in a long time. And she is struggling. Her boyfriend is Justin Timberlake. He's gone overseas. He's enlisted, and she is a known nymphomaniac who just can't control herself. And everybody, she has a reputation all over town as, you know, she'll just throw herself at any man. And by the end of the movie, they've kind of formed this strange relationship that they're kind of healing each other. So earlier in the movie, he gets out his guitar and kind of explains what happened to his wife and why they broke up and why he's so down. And it is just a stunning scene. The lightning is flashing. There's a storm coming out. And he's telling a story and punctuating it with, like, guitar riffs. And she's on the ground cleaning to his leg. And it's just uh, it's an amazing scene. But I had to pick the, the song at the end, Stagger Lee, a traditional blues song. Um, it's the first time he's been out in public with his guitar for years. And he cleans up all night. Nice, and people are looking forward to hearing from him. And it's just Samuel Jackson ripping through this amazing blues song. And she is out on the dance floor, like free of this anxiety that's been killing her. Sweat is flying, dresses are flying, like just the, this this amazing just freedom that they both have in this moment. And just uh, some really uh, great mfers thrown out by <laughs> Mr. Jackson in the song too. So it's just he just kind of rages through this song, and it's oh you can't help but just tap your feet. Yeah, to that's it. great, great moment
0: that. One. I just want to note, when you said black snake moan, I thought of snakes on a plane. <laughs> so all that time. He's a lot like. of MFers, Mr. Jackson, in that one, too.
3: He's known for something.
2: Okay, we're only two left here. Wow. Cliff, your number two.
0: Married Life, up. This is the beginning. Yeah, the first four and a half minutes or so. Uh, it's one of the best parts of any movie
3: it has a good beginning and a good end,
0: right, but especially the beginning <laughs> <They're crying. laughs> um yeah, just a wonderful scene uh, I, uh, the music accompanies their a husband and wife um their life together and uh I especially love the little scene you know when he he they work at the zoo she um Works with the birds, is uh, and he sells balloons. And there's a, even a little part where they're dancing um, together out there. So um, it will just tear you up. If you famously can. sad first yes. few minutes
2: of a movie, yes, absolutely.
0: But yeah, love it.
2: Michael, your number two.
1: My number two, again, it goes back to a great soundtrack with a great movie that I just, I have a a very good feeling every time I think of this movie because my wife and I watched it and it was like on a date night, but it's uh, almost famous and it's a song that she loves too, but it's Tiny Dancer. they're on the bus right yeah they're on the bus <laughs> I can't like because there's so many scenes on here with music because they're a band and I just remember that they all actually performed together they were really playing and they went through grueling really, like trying to learn how to do all this stuff and it's just amazing performances by everyone in this movie oh it's uh, a, a
2: fantastic movie
1: um and but yeah that that's my number two it's a good scene
2: it's awesome Jordan, you're number two.
3: You might recognize this song It's performed, song performed by Jefferson, Air- by Jefferson Air- Airplane in a little <laughs> documentary <laughs> called Gimme <laughs> Shelter about the Rolling Stones and their nightmare at Altamont. Uh, that night, the Oakland chapter of the Hells Angels had their way. way. Tonight, it's Tonight. my turn.
4: <laughs> talking about
3: somebody to love. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> performed by Jim Carrey and the Cable Guy. This is one of my favorite comedies of all time. Yeah,
2: oh, it's so good. <laughs>
3: this is your number two. Yeah, absolutely, I, I was you so know. excited well, when I well,
2: saw that was number two because I love, I love this. It's a great dark comedy.
3: It, yeah. To meet Jim Carrey's career exploded. And then he made this movie. He could have done me, anything. It, this is, this movie, he made like 20 million dollars or something, and it didn't make any money back. Yeah. And this was like the departure point for Jim Carrey. And it was, okay, either go start making strange, quirky movies like this, or make movies like Liar Liar and Me Myself and Irene, and like those kind of movies. And he went, he zigged, I wanted him to zag. Because this, I love Cable Guy. I loved it then. I I can still watch it anytime now. It's he's the lonely cable installer who j- just just basically stalks Matthew Broderick, who just shows him a tiny bit of kindness, and he just latches onto him. And this song, he's having a karaoke jam with all his friends. Well, he doesn't have any friends. He just has customers. So it's this scene full of weird, quirky people. And Jim Carrey just goes all out singing the Jefferson Airplane song. But it's also somebody to love. That's what he's looking for. It's this, like, you're getting to the core of that character. It's a hilarious performance. But it's also kind of a sad moment that he he does not know how to express his love and his yearning to have a friend and find love and all that stuff. So, uh, cable guy. Love it! Watch right. it again on YouTube today. Watch the clip again and just laugh. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> There's a baby born over by the scaffold. Day. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: my number two is from 2014, which is an amazing year for movies. But this this movie is another musical by. Damien Chazelle uh, It's just a stretch to call it a musical but It's called Whiplash With J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller Another jazzy movie By Damien Chazelle <laughs> About a jazz drummer You have a type about a, Have you seen this movie? Uh, only the trailer yeah, I, I have it in my backpack if it. <laughs> um, It's uh, It's so good um, It's You know, J.K. Simmons is a relentless jazz ensemble conductor, teacher, and just berates and abuses his students to apparently try to bring out the best in them. But the song I'm going for, they play several times in the movie, but I'm talking about the ending of the movie. It's called Caravan, and... I really don't want to spoil it other than that there's a re- it's a crazy strong, just get your blood pump and performance at the end. Um, and I just love it. It's like 10 minutes of straight music and just a struggle for power between the two of them. And I, it's a, it's just a great finish to a movie. I love it. I've watched it so many times. Totally recommend that to anybody. We I remember the first time I watched it with a bunch of guys. We was immediately rewound and watched the whole final scene again because it was so awesome. Um, let's see. We did. Well, now we're going to our number ones.
0: Number one.
2: And because he threw the fangs, he won. Cliff gets to go last. So, Michael, what is your number one? You were going to cry about it up. Let's really let the tears flow for this one.
3: This one, oh my goodness, he's number one. That's <laughs> where this is. One?
1: I, I have to give this my number one spot because every time I watch it, I start tearing up and I start crying. <laughs> and it, I know I'm uh, a big old softy teddy bear baby.
0: 40-year-old man.
1: Yeah. watching an animated movie about a singing freaking gorilla.
3: <laughs> That's my favorite part is that it's a gorilla. Right, yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's from the movie Sing. Kind of, you
2: know, all, I've never seen it, but I already see his face <laughs> animated on that gorilla. But
1: at the end of the movie, he's singing I'm Still Standing. And it's, and it's a great... The Elton John song? Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, nice. But... It, it's about you know his struggle of him trying to go. out. That's a tearjerker.
2: Him singing the upbeat. I'm still standing.
1: Well, it's it's the scene. Of, that's when his dad breaks out of prison. Oh yeah. Because this whole great babe. <laughs> I give him the middle finger right now. But it's his because the whole scene, the whole movie, his dad berates him.
4: Right.
1: He needs to be like like him, be a man, and do what he's doing. And he just wants to sing. This is his passion. This is his joy. And his at the very and his dad breaks him the whole time and at the very end his dad sees him on the television. And like he just wants his da- he he just wants his dad to be proud of him. that's
2: the scene, like his,
1: see how it's like. Are
4: you uh, you crying? I'm starting to to, do
3: it. Seth, Uh, take off that gorilla mask, you're messing with me. But, I am, I'm
4: seriously
1: starting to tear up. But, it is. I'm such an idiot. His dad breaks out of jail and comes to him. That's why well, it's number one. Tells he says, him, he says,
2: Megillah?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and tells him that he is proud of him. And it does. It's it like, ugh.
2: I think that's a, on. I think that's a Take it away, Jordan. If, if you found the pick that makes you cry, you picked the right that's number. Talking about it we're it not talking about yeah. the best
3: movies. These are personal to I want us. you
2: people to know that he was crying and he can't even hear the music playing that you can't. <laughs> <laughs> that's added later. So it's stirred
3: emotion. I, I might not it. get through my number on that know Let me try. I, again, I, I tried to pick movies that that were, or moments that had an impact in the movie. Not just, oh, that's a cool song, or that's a, a quirky little thing. I wanted it to have an impact to the movie. And one of my favorite movies of all time is Glory, the Civil War drama. Oh, wow. Um, and I picked the, the prayer around the campfire scene that they do. Tomorrow, we go into battle. All right. So, Lordy, let me fight with the rifle in one hand and good good book in the other. Um, This is the the 1989 movie from director Edward Zwick. Uh, This is the first in the parlance of their the, the first colored regiment in the Civil War, the 54th out of Massachusetts. And the whole movie... They have been. They've just done menial labor. They've cleared roads and cut logs, and they are the best trained. Like they are, they're ready to go, but no one believes them. And finally, there is this important battle coming up, and, and Matthew Broderick volunteers them to be the first ones in, and they know there is going to be heavy casualties. So this is their chance to prove themselves and to really save the day. So they are the night before. They're sitting around a campfire, and there is this. You know, if, if Cliff edits it in correctly, you will hear the tune. I'm going to get worked up here a little bit, um, but so they're. Ba- it's kind of a in the round. They, they each get kind of a verse to do, and they're clapping and singing. So in this moment, you, you it, everything culminates from the whole movie. You know, Morgan Freeman has been the leader through this whole movie, and he's kind of up there leading the prayer. If tomorrow is our great getting up
4: morning, uh, if tomorrow we have to meet the judgment
0: day, uh, Heavenly Father, we want you to let our folks know Uh, that we died facing the enemy. We want them to know
4: that we went down standing up among those that are
0: fighting against our pressure, We want them to know, Heavenly Father, that we died for freedom. Tomorrow's
3: our great getting up morning. Let our folks know that we died facing the enemy, that we went down standing up, that we died for freedom. So throughout the movie, Andre Brower has been the, the northerner kind of fish out of water. He volunteered for the army. He wasn't an escaped slave. So he is kind of the posh, educated guy and has had no connection to these guys. He does not understand their ways. He, he's, he's an outcast. People kind of look down on him. And in this moment, he starts clapping and he's kind of for the first time swept up in the, in the camaraderie that they have. And then of course, Denzel Washington, this is the moment his facade cracks. So this whole movie, he won the supporting Oscar for this, and there's a the famous scene he gets whipped and the single tear comes down. But for my money, this scene is where he won the Oscar because um, they kind of push him forward to say some words. And through this whole movie, he has he, he's
4: uh, <sighs> and never had
3: no family. Describe it. He, he he's he's a loner. He he's cynical. He says, "We're dying for nothing. You know, they're they're just using us up. Nobody wants us." And in this moment, he realizes it doesn't matter what happens tomorrow because we're men today, ain't we? We're men, and he he realizes how important this is. And you all's the only family I got. I love the fifty fourth. So it's it's just such a moment that brings the whole two hour movie together in one scene. And then sets up the tragedy that we know is coming—that they're all going to die. They're not going to make it through this. So, this one last moment of Larry. of cheer, <laughs> one last moment of cheer and camaraderie before an inevitable defeat, but also a victory because they proved it.
2: My number one is, is this, the one that
4: inspired this is the moment that inspired
2: thing? the whole list. Wow. I was sitting at home watching. I, I, I asked my son, I was like, Have you seen all the movies? Yeah, and I was pointing at the wall because I have several posters, movie posters on my wall, like a movie theater. And he's like, I uh, said which ones he had seen. He had not seen
3: this movie from. Oh, let's see, 1998. And the first time I went to your house, I thought I didn't know anyone else.
2: Even knew it. I was movie. like, D-
3: no one has ever seen this movie, and the fact you have a poster up. Well, on my wall. It's <laughs> that, uh, Step Brothers. Are we best friends? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I
2: remember you were standing there right in my, beside my door, and you were like, act like you like me. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, It's Buffalo... From Step
3: Brothers, number one. (laughs) I stepped stepped on your... No, from Buffalo
2: 66. Fantastic movie. One of my favorite movies of all time. Um, It's a Vincent Gallo production. He directs it. He stars in it. It's amazing. He is a guy who just got out of prison. And he is supposed to go visit his parents in Buffalo. And... He wants to impress them, he's lying to them, telling them he works for the government, the FBI and all this and he, 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 he's coming to see him. He ends up kidnapping Christina Ricci to play, to pretend to be his girlfriend wife and goes to visit them. It is amazing. I, I mean, it's so, they're, just incredible through the whole movie. Uh, there's so many quotable things. Is this a shifter car? <laughs> but the the moment I'm talking about is the most absurd moment of the movie. Her, his the guy pl- plays his father is Ben Gazzara from. He's probably most well known for playing the bad guy Brad Wesley in R- Roadhouse. Can yeah. you think of anything else? Oh, I mean uh, he's in other characters. Stuff. Yeah, character. I mean, yeah, he's movie. a character, actor, but but that's probably the most notable. But he plays his father in this and he is very drawn to Christina Ricci who is gorgeous in this movie and he uh, he wants her to call him dad and daddy and whatever he at one point during dinner he pulls her into the other room to sing a song to her and he sets her down on the bed and he gets a record out puts it on the record player and it's Nelson Riddle um, let's see sing a song with Riddle I have this album I bought it from my vinyl collection. It's just, <laughs> just. Just to have it as a relic from this movie, it's. It's just music. It's just the music to a bunch of classic songs, and you're supposed to sing along. You sing it yourself. Sing to them. Uh, so. Find the hole here. Hope I can still get up there. But in the movie, he doesn't sing it himself, but he tries. He. But. In the mo- movie's reality, he's supposed to be singing it, but really, they've dubbed in, Vincent D- Gallo dubbed in his father singing it. Vincent Gallo-, Gallo Sr. sings it. So it's so absurd that you're watching Ben Gazzara lip-sync to this. A spotlight shines onto him and he sings Fool's Rush In Where Angels Fear to Tread. You've, you've heard the song. Um, and he sings to an, an angelic christina ricci sitting on the bed just it's so amazing he at one point there's like a musical interlude in the song he turns around and conducts to the record player i mean i just it's it's an absurd part of an absurd movie i just i love it i love that movie absolutely recommend it you you if you've never seen it or heard of it, treat yourself.
3: But Just Missing My List was a different scene from that movie. Oh, really? In the bowling alley, the pin gets stuck yeah. and she's kind of bored and oh, drifts yeah, off yeah. and does a tap dance. And the spotlight comes down and the music plays and she's doing... Again, angelic is a good word for it. And she does this little soft shoe routine in the middle of a bowling alley and it just shows her character is kind of just... She's, she's her own... In her own world as well as he is, so.
2: right? He, she's her. in it, like she already has tap shoes on. I believe yeah. she's. Dre- he's kidnapped her from a dance studio. <laughs> you know, it's 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 fantastic. Uh, Cliff, you win. This is the, I win. You get to go last. This is the number one for Cliff. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna go and spoil everyone. It's a Disney movie.
0: It is a Disney
2: movie. <laughs> I, I like this it, pick, though. It, in
0: fact, it's it's actually Walt Disney's favorite song.
2: Oh well, there you go.
0: And that's how I like to end these top tens with a little a Walt Disney number one reference in there. I'm I'm gonna just institute that as a pattern from here on out. Okay, great. So it's it's feed the birds from Mary Poppins. It's actually also in Saving Mister Banks, which is a movie about Mary Poppins. So his second favorite movie. But of course this is a Sherman Brothers song. It is um Come it's a song about
4: charity. glad
0: It's a beautiful song. It's it's amazing. I like yeah. it. But you know, it's feed the birds, tuppence a bag. The, the mo- I think a lot of people get this song, con- the scene confused about what it's really about. The scene's about charity.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: It's about doing just a little something for anyone, no matter how small. Whatever you can give, whatever you can do, you know, you're you're not buying the breadcrumbs to feed the birds. You're giving a few pennies to help the woman out. That type of thing. And that's why Walt loved it So the other great thing about the song I love is Of course uh, The Sherman Brothers um, Dick and, and uh, Bob Sherman Wrote the song And then famously If you've ever heard Dick Sherman tell The story about Walt would call them down He had a piano, he had a baby grand piano In his office And on Friday afternoons he'd call them down and if you, if you've ever known anything about Walt Disney, um, some of you will. He, Walt was, he never said good job or, you know, he did good work or anything like that. He would just kind of nod and, well, an <laughs> Walt, Walt would just kind of nod and he'd say, that'll do. And, and that's how you knew, you know, the Imagineers or the, like, the guys at Wed knew they were on the right track. I don't want, I don't want to rain on the <laughs> So famously, Walt would call down the Sherman brothers or at least Dick down to uh, his office on Friday afternoons and, you know, he'd just nod and he'd say, play it.
4: Walt used to call me in on a Friday and he'd sit down over here and he'd say, play it. And I would play Feed the Birds. He loved that song. It was his mantra. I think he was feeding the birds all his life. He was giving love. It doesn't take much to give love. That's what it's all about. So for Walt, I'm getting covered. Uh, for Walt, for Walt, I'm going to sing this one. Early each day to the steps of St. Paul's, the little old bird woman comes in her own special way to the people she calls.
0: Come by. And, and he, Dick, would play the song, and, and then Walt, Walt would just nod and, and say, That'll do. And then they would go home for the weekend. Um, and then after Walt passed Even Dick would go down To Walt's office Friday afternoon And, and play the song So it's a wonderful thing I love the scene They they recreated um, This wonderful scene in, in Saving Mr. Banks In that movie a few years ago And Dick Sherman uh, His brother passed away by this time And Dick was on set He was a consultant for the movie To make sure you know Everything was perfect The way it should feel um, Because he was there He knew all these people And uh, there's a great scene where Tom Hanks plays Walt and He's leaning over the piano And Dick's singing Feed the Birds And 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 it just plays out like you would imagine And as they're filming um, I watched an interview I think it was on a DVD release Maybe Mr. Banks um, A few years back when it came out And Dick Sherman, you know, ninety-year-old Dick Sherman is in the in the corner as they're filming it and just sobbing because it's just so perfect and happened exactly that way as he remembered it. So that's uh, awesome. that's my number one. Well, we're gonna we had some Facebook
1: this suggestions. Way more emotional I, than I expected it to. I,
0: I feel my list is a lot different than everyone else's. Mine's <laughs> a lot more.
2: Poppy. <laughs> yeah. That's alright. We gotta have all kinds of flavors. We had some, uh, classic picks on the Facebook. Um,
3: yeah. Thanks everybody who, uh, yes. chimed in and
2: participate. We yeah. like it. <laughs> Actually, we got more participation. Yeah. This is awesome. Uh, then we, Jesse's yeah, then we the original OJ Jesse. Uh, of course, you know, we had the classic from Big. The giant piano scene. Yeah. Um, in the toy store. Right. And we got, uh, is it Howard the Duck.
3: Um, I don't remember the musical solo from Howard. Does anybody remember yeah, that movie, that movie better than me? the end
1: of it where she's like, she calls him out on stage and it's like, cause he's the manager. He's like, me? And she's like, she gives him the guitar and he comes out there and he's just jamming.
3: Do I need to change my list? <laughs> and
1: I mean I like I remember that. I haven't even watched that since I was probably a kid.
3: It must be a good moment yeah. then if it's that uh
2: memorable. Uh Ronnie Adams had Mr. Blonde dancing to Stuck in the Middle With You from Reservoir Dro- Dogs. Acceptable. He was yeah. dancing, that's a performance. Um The Car Head Banging Session in Wayne's World, the Bohemian Rhapsody. Yep. Uh he yeah, had Don't Stop Me Now, Sean the Dead on Disqualified. You're fired <laughs> But he didn't know the rules then. I, had I didn't either. We, really. had, we hadn't laid the rules out yet. Um, Hudson and Tommy Five Tone timing their heist out to swinging on a star and Hudson Hawk.
3: Um, I don't remember much about that movie, but I definitely remember that. I thought yes. it was such a clever idea mm-hmm. right, yeah. that they could time, you know, they're thieves and they time it to a, to a song. Of
2: course, Jesse had the, Back to the future. Um, let's see, we had Justin Lowe on the score to The Last of the Mohicans, which I have the, I told Jordan, I have that movie recorded. I haven't seen it forever, but uh, you better believe him. watch the last 15 minutes of that?
3: So it was an unqualified pick, but you actually influenced. Right. Well, he Seth put it on doing. here twice.
2: Yeah. He <laughs> so, commented on it. So I can't <laughs> not watch that. So you have been hurt. Um, <laughs> he he got moody and listened in the dark to He's So Cool for Romance. Um, this one why I tried to clear things up that we're going more performances. So Ronnie had to fix his list. He had Hugh Jackman um singing From Now On in The Greatest Showman. I don't think any of us have seen it. Hey, oh, I have seen not that? seen it. I've heard
0: great things yeah, about it. Um, very very I, recent pick there. Yeah, I
2: heard it was a little weird or crazy, but it had really good performances, uh, musical performances. Um uh, of course, Maverick singing. She's lost that loving feeling in Top Gun. That's a good pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this was a popular one. I think, I I think <laughs> we both liked this and thought it would be on other people's list. Yeah. Was Kermit singing Rainbow Connection as a the Muppet movie could have been a number
3: one. Yeah, you said it was on your list. I plus. took it off
2: after. You liar. <laughs> yeah, what's. Once-
3: we don't need
2: do the right. You're on. supposed
3: to put your 10 favorites. I took the Electric Mayhem off my list because I thought we'd talk about, ah, oh. It got I
0: mentioned. Had, I had,
3: I had, can you picture that from the Electric Mayhem in the Muppet movie? It
0: means we gotta do it all again.
3: Alright, top 10 Muppet songs, go.
2: <laughs> Elephant Love Medley and Moulin Rouge, Springtime for Hitler and the Producers. Um, Let's see. My little buttercup was almost on my list for three Amigos. Yeah, All the moments from walk hard, Jared Lowe says, and I totally agree. I can't, I thought you were, Jordan, I you were going to have walk hard and soggy bottom boys, so I didn't put them on my list.
3: <laughs> That's the first one and the last one on my uh, also, also ran. ran yeah. so.
2: Uh, also Jared Lowe coming in with some Kelly McGillis and, <laughs> and with the... Some Harrison Ford singing Sam Cooke in the Barn Witness. <laughs> that, wow! He, I, this now I I pay attention. This is probably the third time that Jared Lowe has brought up Witness. <laughs> 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 he likes some Witness or he likes some Harrison Ford. That know. is a Lowe family classic. Okay, yeah. it's a great. Uh,
3: movie. We will say four thirty. Time for milking. Any time it is happens to be four thirty. <laughs> All right.
2: Yeah. Other people four twenty. You guys are four thirty at Lower Salem. Um, let's see. We got. <laughs> 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 and then uh, what an expose of Jared Lowe this isn't even about TV and he, he brings up Gilmore Girls Laurel singing karaoke what's she saying like uh, what's she saying Michael
1: oh th- I, I I I think this is at her bachelorette party for she's supposed to be getting married the, the first time in the series and Spoiler I'm just artist, kidding uh, I
2: looked it up But besides I just want to see If you know It was uh, uh, Whitney Houston Or Dolly Parton Whichever it was uh, I will always love you I believe yeah. And Surfing USA And Teen Wolf Where Some oh, guy some,
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> It's not Freaking uh, What's his face uh, Michael J. Fox Is some gymnast Or something <laughs> 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 Standing on his hands On top of that van But Great moment Absolutely that was some great stuff. Great, great picks. We have some of our own extras we had on our list. You want to go, Jordan?
3: Yeah, I had Walk Hard. Uh, every song on there is great parodying. Yeah. You know, the 20th century pop culture, the Bob Dylan parody. Beach Boys parody, Elvis parody, you know, just yeah. everyone, and it feels as if they're from that. It's time. on
2: Netflix now, people watch it.
3: Uh, yeah, at Wayne's World, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, the Tequila song. Oh, that's a good one. I can't hear that song without seeing, mm-hmm. doing that dance. Uh, Ninja Turtles 2, the Ninja Rap, Vanilla Ice, getting down to it. American Psycho, the Hip to Be Square scene, as he explains mm. to Huey Lewis. Uh, yeah. Jaws. The sea shanty show me the way to go home where they're sitting oh, in, yeah. the, in the boat in, drinking. In the boat, yeah. um, and I had bow, ghost <laughs> women, bow-legged <laughs> women. And I literally just last night watched Do the Right Thing and Fight the Power. Okay, it's in the soundtrack, but it's also such important to the plot. Yeah. Radio Rahim carrying the boombox around as just here we are, you oh, listen yeah. to me. Uh, public I enemy. Them last year, yeah. And then, yeah, just uh, so many great musical movies. Blues Brothers, Scott Pilgrim, The Doors, Straight Outta Compton, Walk the Line, and Old Brother, Where Art Thou? Yep,
2: I had, uh let's see. Dueling and
3: Hard Out Here for a Pimp from Hustle and Flip. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I had Dueling Banjos as a classic musical moment. Um uh, Elf, you had mentioned, or... Uh, Zoe Chanel singing in this. That's, that's a great moment. Man. Um, Moneyball from just a few years ago mm-hmm. with Brad Pitt, but the girl that plays his daughter in that sings a song a couple times in the Oh, movie. yeah. And it's a really big plot point at the end of the movie too. And I, it's just so, so I catchy, like that movie. really catchy. It's a good, good movie. Yeah. Uh, Grand Piano, the other Damien Chazelle movie. Um, a lot of good piano moments in that. Uh, Had Big, Scott Pilgrim. Um, friggin'. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Donk Shane, Twist and Shout, yep. um, High Fidelity at the end, Jack Black singing, I can't remember his band's name, but he School surprises them, no, well, School of Rock would have been a great, easy, a easy one to name, um, uh, let's see, Ex Machina, with, uh, another thing with Oscar Isaac, where he gets ready, he dances with the robot, he says, I'm getting ready to tear up the effing yeah. dance floor, <laughs> um ford fairlane is it, i remember watching that movie he <laughs> s- sings a funky song in that uh what's the well, name andrew dice clay
1: well that works for mine i was just thinking of revenge of the nerds where they're doing that <laughs> <dance type work.
2: laughs> uh, i just had a couple more uh, uh i like i didn't love the movie but in les mis when Anne Hathaway sings her song Dream, to uh, "Dream a Dream" or whatever is really good, and one that almost was on my list because I remember my mom loving this movie was uh, from *The Man Who Knew Too Much*, Alfred Hitchcock with, um, gosh, why am I blanking on his name? Jimmy Stewart and Doris Day, and she sings her "Cesare, Sarah, and at the end, her sings it to her son, and at the end of the movie, she has to sing it to perform for people but she's trying to sing it really loud to because she knows her son is somewhere in the building and she wants him to hear and know she's there looking for him it's just really good we got cliff
0: uh how far i'll go from moana lin-manuel Miranda, um just disney he's just
3: gonna go through the whole vault isn't he yeah (laughs) starting in 1933
0: (laughs) 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 yeah Jolly Holiday from Mary Poppins. This is the song when they jump in the painting and uh, Bird yeah. dances with the penguins.
3: Hi-ho, uh, hi-ho, it's off to work we go. No, no. <laughs> uh, no, he hates that.
0: My Little Buttercup had that. Um, mele Maka from Christmas Vacation. It's um, called well, Chubby Chase. I don't care what you say. I'm including <laughs> Great it. Great song. Uh, Part of Your World, Little Mermaid, Bohemian Rhapsody. We talked about Summer Nights, Greece. Um, Rainbow Connection. Baby Mind from Dumbo. It's a very sad song where, uh, Dumbo's mother rocks him as she's, you know, locked up and you see all the other animals as, uh, they're with their mothers all cuddled up. Um, library montage in the Breakfast Club where they dance. And then I've got, uh, That Thing You Do. I see the light tangle. The clap from Get Him to the Greek. I love the scene uh, where he's on the Today Show and he can't remember the words to his new song, so he just breaks out the, the old song. Dracula's Lament. Um, oh, my God. Forgetting Sarah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everything is Awesome from the Lego movie. Manor Muppet from the Muppets. Um, I think that's about everything. Michael, what do you got?
1: Um... Well, I have.
2: To. Drive it like you stole it.
1: Yeah, drive it like you stole it from Sing Street.
2: That's the other John Carney movie.
1: And I have another one from Boogie Nights. Is Sister Christian, where they're like dealing with a coke dealer, and he's singing it. Yes. Crazy, crazy scene. Um, I don't. I know this is disqualified, but I do want to say Magic Carpet Ride from Go. I don't know if anyone's seen that from 1999, but good movie. Good movie. Love the soundtrack from that. Um,
2: Different list. Good.
1: The big Lebowski just dropped in. He's kind of, I think, I feel like he's, that might work, but.
2: Just cut all this out, please.
1: <laughs> Um <laughs> Oh, I think this works too, but I, I'd have to go back and watch the scene. But Goodbye Horses from The Silence of the Lambs, where Buffalo Bill is dancing around. Yeah. That's a great scene. Um, you did it. Good I'll job.
2: Gosh, I think we named every musical performance you would think. That's why there wasn't a crossover on our list because there are a billion movies with great music performances. That's why we didn't do just soundtracks and good songs and movies because that would exponentially make the pool too big
3: but i'm willing to bet somebody out there sat through this whole thing thinking of their favorite and we didn't do it so shout us out let us know if we missed anything possibly
2: and we'll bring it up in a later podcast we'll point out how we can't believe we didn't say insert favorite performance here okay let's wrap it up we uh, There's only one. We we kept going back to this hashtag. Uh, I originally had not in Lower Salem, but we're going to go with Blame Larry. <laughs> That's why we spoiled all those dang movies, people.
3: All well, right, sign I, us out. Really only one thing to say in there. That'll do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I will sign out by saying... Uh, Lord. It's
2: going to go look for something to do. Now I
1: had it. Don't you know I'm still standing better than I ever did, looking like <laughs> a true survivor, feeling like a little kid. I'm still standing after all this time. I'm the illustrious Michael Gates. <laughs> oh
3: Thanks for listening. You can find us at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, on Facebook at www.youdownwithkpp.com, or if you like movies, check out my blog at lowwords.com. Wordpress.com. I'm Jordan Lowe.
0: Adventures out there, people. I'm Cliff Barnes. Act like like you like me. I'm Seth. Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.